0: Hello and welcome to The Latter-day Ladies, a podcast for women seeking to live a gospel-centered life in a latter-day world. I'm your host, Jenny Moss. Hello, my friends. I am so grateful that you're here today. It has been a wonderful, wonderful week. I had my birthday. I felt like a princess i was celebrated i got to be with my parents it was just wonderful and i feel so much gratitude to be able to be seen another year i'm so excited to see what 34 brings um i wanted to delve a little deeper into deciphering anxiety in the spirit since both of the feelings are felt within the body I found some amazing quotes from Dr. Deborah McClendon. So consider this podcast my love letter to her for all of the incredible work that she has done on this delicate subject. There is something that I believe about anxiety. I think that there are two types one serves a purpose, and the other does not. The first I call purposeful anxiety. There is an easy tie from the feeling of anxiety to the situation that you are thinking about. That anxiety inspires us to improve, to act, and to motivate. When our anxiety is not purposeful, that's when it is out of balance and not helpful for our lives. Dr. McClendon says of non-purposeful anxiety, quote, anxiety comes from distorted, illogical thoughts or self-talk. You're telling yourself things that are not true, but you're buying into it because these physical sensations are so powerful, end quote. Physical sensations that accompany a thought do not make them true truth is truth it is verified by either facts or the fruits of the spirit dr mcclendon tells us to label our anxiety when a thought comes into your mind and body label it when you understand it is anxiety clarify to yourself when those thoughts pop into your mind Dr. McClendon said this, quote, there are mild or moderate levels of anxiety that may be helpful to you, such as nervousness before giving a talk in church, giving a presentation at work, or taking a university exam. If you had no nervousness before taking an exam, you probably would not feel a need to study, which would likely result in a low grade. Thus, pre-test anxiety can help you improve your grade by creating momentum to get you to study. This type of anxiety can help you spiritually by motivating you more to be more conscientiously studying the gospel doctrine, seeking peace and inviting the spirit into your heart. At this level, despite the anxiety you feel, you may be able to discern easily the presence of the spirit. End quote. Looking at your body and spirit communicating to you, you will be able to discern whether it is purposeful anxiety or non-purposeful. When I start spiraling, I realize that I'm not managing my mind. And I try to physically change what I'm doing. I get up, I sing, I dance, I talk it out, I drink a glass of water, I breathe. I go outside and focus on nature. Don't eliminate worthwhile pursuits by avoiding all feelings of anxiety. Think of purposeful anxiety as a spiritual signal or push, one that pushes us outside our comfort zone. So what does purposeful anxiety in the scriptures look like? Dr. McClendon shared these examples. The first is in 2 Nephi 63 where it says my anxiety is great for you I have exhorted you with all diligence In 2 Nephi 116 it says I desire that you should remember to observe the statutes and the judgments of the Lord Behold this hath been the anxiety of my soul and my very, very favorite scripture, Jacob 1:5, which says, "Because of faith and great anxiety, it truly had been made manifest unto us concerning our people." End quote." These are examples in the scriptures of purposeful anxiety that give us a spiritual signal, and gave spiritual signals to the prophets to act in the way the Lord was inspiring them. It inspired and encouraged. It brought them to higher ground and to hope. A couple weeks ago, after having the worst sacrament meeting ever with my four children, my anxiety signaled to me that we needed to promote a feeling of reverence before Before we entered into the church building, or nothing would change for our church and Sabbath experience inside the building. We made some minor changes the following week and were shocked at how much improvement there was. My anxiety didn't initially spiral when I felt it. It encouraged me. It pushed me to move outside my comfort zone and then gave me feelings of hope for the future. On the other hand, Dr. McClendon shares that there are examples in the scripture of unpurposeful anxiety, feelings that cause, quote, higher levels of anxiety that threaten to undermine Jacob the prophet's ability to carry out the task before him. Jacob said in in Jacob 4.18, Behold, I will unfold this mystery unto you. If I do not, by any means, get shaken from my firmness in the spirit and stumble because of my over-anxiety for you, end quote. Here, Jacob felt scared that he would stumble in his teachings because of his own anxieties. The pressures of being a prophet are vast, and I have zero doubt in my mind that this experience Jacob had is not shared by many who have held that calling, if not all of them. We are all given responsibilities in the church and in our homes. That can be daunting if we forget to include the Savior in them. I have found many of my own anxiety surrounding responsibilities dissipate when I include bearing and fulfilling them with Jesus. Even the heaviest of burdens, when I yoke with the Savior, are made light because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Elder Neale Maxwell clarified of the scripture, Jacob 4.18, that there is a difference between being anxiously engaged and being over-anxious. End quote. When we stumble because of over-anxiety, it doesn't promote good works. There is only feelings of despair and hopelessness. Those feelings do not and will not come from the Spirit. So if you experience them, label them as coming from anxiety and from Satan. Also to tie into this, there is a very big difference between guilt and shame. Guilt comes from a specific behavior. I have felt guilty on days where I don't perform to my value structure as a parent. At the end of the day, my spirit signals to me through that purposeful anxiety that I have not acted in the way that I feel is fitting for my idea of motherhood. When that type of guilt comes, I try and take note of it and then make goals so that I can apply the things I've learned from the spirit in my future days. Guilt turns into hope for better behavior moving forward. Shame, on the other hand, berates us and our overall worth as a person. Shame is not from God, and it does not inspire feelings of hope. Shame is from Satan. If you are experiencing pattern feelings of shame, I highly suggest to listen to the audiobook The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown. Dr. Brown highlights how to combat, combat that plaguing feeling. God does not teap, teach with shame. He teaches with light and through the fruits of the spirit. Feelings of shame and despair will not bring us to higher ground. President Boyd K. Packer taught, the spirit does not get our attention by shouting or shaking us with a heavy hand. Rather, it whispers. It caresses so gently that if we are preoccupied, we may not feel it at all. Occasionally, it will press just firmly enough for us to pay heed. But most of the time, if we do not heed the gentle feeling, the spirit will withdraw. And wait until we come seeking and listening. End quote. Because of that, it is our job to sort through the noise of anxiety and the world and find truth and stillness. On Monday, I started to feel anxiety creep into my head and heart. Honestly, I didn't understand where it was coming from. So I started to listen to my thoughts. I realized I had a lot of fear surrounding my birthday. I was afraid of being forgotten. And if I was forgotten, that would denote my lack of worth. Shame reared its ugly little head again. So I said out loud to myself, I am loved and important even if every person in my life forgets my birthday. And then I laughed a little bit because saying affirmations to yourself sometimes feels strange, but it actually helps. My birthday was absolutely beautiful. I felt so loved. I was celebrated all day. It was wonderful. And so many people reached out and said kind things. And I felt so filled spiritually. But as I went to bed, anxiety I would say non-purposeful anxiety crept in with thoughts of the people who did not reach out to me. So what I did was I thought through those people and I said to myself, I know my relationship with this friend. They love me. They appreciate me. They forget what month it is. So my birthday may have not even been on their radar and that's okay. Even if they did not love me, Even if they did not appreciate me, I am loved and I am worthy. I immediately felt my anxiety dissipate because I knew the thoughts that were cycling through my brain were coming from a place of fear and despair. They were not coming from a place of hope and love. I want to leave this last thought with you. From Dr. McClendon. It is so incredibly thoughtful and wonderful. And I pray that this information can help you decipher between the spirit and anxiety and guilt and shame and be able to label the feelings and the thoughts as such so that you can clearly see when the Lord is talking to you and clearly see. When fear is speaking through anxiety, Dr. McClendon says the spirit is encouraging and helps people act with intent, whereas anxiety is condemning and urgent. The spirit gives clarity, hope, and allows people time and space to ponder, while anxiety is confusing, impulsive, and creates despair and less stability. I hope that you are able to fill your lives with time to sort through your many thoughts and the many experiences and feelings that your body's having every day. I know that there is a lot of noise from the world, and it can be difficult to take time to clearly sort through these things. But I promise you that if you carve out that special time with yourself to be able to listen to what your fears are and listen to what the Spirit is saying, you will be able to understand the things that you love and cherish the most. You'll be able to see the longing in your soul for the things that you need the most and then be able to fill those needs within you. When you have non purposeful anxiety, I hope that you can take the takeaways that we shared in the first podcast and be able to turn those anxieties and fears into understanding what is really true in your life. You are worthy, you are loved, your role here is important. We need you. Don't be afraid to take time to sort through these things. I promise it will help you attain more peace and stillness in your life. I love you so much. I'm grateful for you every day. And I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. Bye.